Hello and welcome to a special edition of In Session. My name is Graham Cullen. We are deviating from our normal recording schedule a bit this week as it is currently Wednesday instead of Friday when we usually check in with our Annapolis reporter, Samantha Hogan. Samantha, how are you? I'm doing well. All right, so today was an important day at the State House because Governor Larry Hogan gave his annual State of the State address, correct? That's right. Um, so at noon today, um, all our delegates and our senators gathered um, in the uh, del- uh, House of Delegates chamber to hear um, the governor give his interpretation of how the state is going. We heard a lot of really um, common themes that we heard at his inauguration and that he's actually been touting as legislation since the beginning of the session. So there weren't any big surprises. Um, I did want to go over a couple of things that um, – he did talk about um one thing though that he did not talk about was a major tax cut that had been um kind of hyped a little bit i don't know he's uh hogan has caught a little bit of national attention maybe making some comments that he might want to travel to some big national primary states so there were several cameras there trying to chase him down asking if he was running for president uh that did not come up and neither did a tax cut for the middle class um that many had been mm. expecting He did go over some pretty common ones that he's been pushing um, since early January, which is some tax relief for college graduates, retirees, parents, and small business owners. Okay. Um, Those have all been filed. Um, We've been working through them. They've kind of started to go through the committee process, though it's been a sluggish start for those. Um, And Senator Michael Huff here in uh, Frederick and Carroll um, really applauded the governor for focusing on items that the average Marylander um, cares about, namely crime, taxes, all of those uh, great items. Um, But he then turned around and criticized his Democratic colleagues who this week, um, as we'll get into, uh, were focusing on different things. They were talking about a potential styrofoam ban and raising the age to purchase tobacco to the age of 21. Um, so what is missing is kind of that connection to what, um, individuals are looking for, um, you know, someone that's outside of the Annapolis bubble. Um, Krim did say that she, uh, sorry, Delegate Carol Krim was, uh, concerned a little bit about, um, some recent reports that a recession may be coming. So when you're talking about tax cut, are we talking about a loss of revenue as well? Um, she said that that's something that they're going to have to really look at at the committee level. She of course sits on the house appropriations committee. So she's going to be looking at that intimately. Um, and then also, um, we, I did hear from Huff um, that, you know, those losses may not be exactly a one-to-one ratio. So I definitely think that we're going to see some debate about whether we can be giving taxpayers some money back or if the state should be preparing for a recession. Um, some going to be some intricate discussions going on there. Um, just to hit some key, um, key other topics that um, Hogan also discussed during his State of the State address, he um, really pushed for legislators not to put his redistricting reforms, which would create an independent commission to draw our congressional and district maps um, not to put that into the drawer like they usually do his um, bills have historically not made it far um 
and he also was pushing for some criminal justice reform there's been he used a lot of violent acts in baltimore to underscore his point uh his point on the need um for harsher felony sentences for individuals who commit a violent crime with a firearm and the needing to also monitor the sense uh sentencing uh of violent crime uh by judge um in order to make sure that there isn't a revolving door of crime essentially happening and that people are being consistent as a, almost a way to audit judges hmm. um i think we'll definitely hear more about that in particular just because frederick county has so many lawmakers that do um focus on judicial uh proceedings we have um huff who sits on judicial pre- proceedings in the senate and we also have uh pippi and cox who are freshmen um and they are of course on the house judiciary committee so i expect that we will see more on that final topic at least Okay, and more than the state of the state, however, this week you were also working with our health reporter, Heather Mongilio, looking at smoking policy in Maryland. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the stars really aligned um, this week on that because the American Lung Association put out its 2019 state of smoking uh, smoking report, mm-hmm. and um, that had some positive signs showing that um, it, uh, smoking is actually down among uh, high school students, and um, it's going up slightly among adults. Um, but one of the items that they did find that was very shocking was that there was a 78% increase, I believe, in uh, youth that use e-cigarettes, which, oh, wow. of course, you might also know as vaping. Mm-hmm. And so um, what happened was the uh, House and Senate Democratic caucuses came together on Tuesday, uh, like just hours before this report came out, and announced that there was bi-chamber support for um raising the minimum age to purchase tobacco from 18 to 21 so essentially putting it on the same scale as alcohol and um while that would potentially reduce the amount of um young individuals who um get uh start smoking you know in order to tackle tobacco Um, problems and smoking problems in the state Um, the american lung association is actually really advocating that the uh, legislature also look at increasing the tax on tobacco and um, for the state to actually invest more money um, in treatment and prevention programs currently we spend um, or we budget only about 10 percent of what the tobacco industry then turns around and uses on marketing alone annually so that was a very interesting thing i definitely think that anyone who didn't get a chance to read it should go online and uh, catch up with us um heather mongilio is our health reporter as graham was mentioning and so uh, she has like a lot of great information for anyone and anyone that wants to know more um could even check out the uh, uh state of smoking report well, that is great. And tell you what, what we will do is we'll take that link and we'll put it in the show notes for this podcast. So awesome. Um, if uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you'll see that in the show notes by the time you are listening to this. Uh, is there anything else you can tell us about some of the Democrats' other priorities for 2019? Yeah, as I um, was saying, um, they are considering a styrofoam ban. Um, I'm sure people have heard of the recent straw ban uh, that is taking place in mm-hmm. D.C. Or maybe you remember the plastic bag ban, um, which was really a five-cent tax um, that took a place in D.C. Well, now Maryland is trying to clamp down on styrofoam, or I guess technically it's called polystyrene if you want to styrofoam 
styrofoam is a trademarked name. Um, but their goal is to limit the amount of uh, styrofoam that ends up in landfills, streets, storm drains, and ultimately the Chesapeake Bay. Um, I know personally, because I'm an environmental nerd, that we have a huge problem out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, which is called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Uh, we have some innovative solutions that are going on out there, but we see a lot of wildlife that, you know, ingest this, their stomachs get clogged with it, they can't break it down, our landfills can't break it down. So why would a turtle's stomach be able to? So um, this is just one way that they are looking at changing it. Um, I, as I said earlier, uh, Senator Michael Huff really criticized. He said, I never came across anyone on the campaign trail that asked me, oh, please, ban styrofoam. So um, whether or not this will become a laughing matter or whether they'll really be able to move forward with it, I, I will definitely be interested to see. Um, I, I actually lived in DC for a period of time where they did consider this before they actually moved forward with it. Um, but you may be asking yourself, what would you replace those styrofoam containers with? Mm -hmm. Um, essentially it's going to be asking for compostable and recyclable containers to be used instead. Um, they are also considering, um, curbing cost of prescription drugs for seniors, uh, ways to protect the Affordable Care Act, which is also known as Obamacare, increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. This was really interesting. This is definitely something that has come up multiple times in years past, um, there is supposedly bi-chamber support for this. Um, whether we'll see this as a phased in $15 an hour, whether this will be regional, um, I haven't seen the details yet. Um, so definitely something that I'll be following up on you. Um, Senator Ron Young, though, criticized it, and he said that $15 an hour is not a living wage everywhere in this uh, state. So whether this could be derailed by people pushing for an even higher number, I'm not sure at this time. Um, and then also the last thing that they're really looking at is increasing the child care tax credit. Um, Maryland um, has apparently the fifth highest child care costs in the country, averaging about $14,000 a year. Um, and that's a big chunk coming out of middle class families' paychecks um, and low income uh, family paychecks, trying to just provide safe and adequate care for their children. So those are those are some of the priorities coming out of the Democrats um, who hold uh, majorities to pass uh, a lot of this unless anyone deviates from them um, in this session. Well, as someone with a child in daycare, um, I will be following that pretty closely. Um, how about on the other uh, side of the aisle? What do the Republicans want to see this session? Yeah, absolutely. Um, late last week, um, after we had had um, our session, um, in session, uh, <laughs> the Republicans did come out with their legislative priorities as well, so it's time that we should catch up on those. Um, so one of the items that they um, are pushing is for a murder and repeat violent offender registry, um, which would be very similar to um, a sex offender registry. Um, and essentially anyone, a Maryland resident that is convicted of murder or repeatedly convicted of violent crimes, such as armed robbery, kidnapping, all those other really nice things, um, would be, uh, be able to be put onto a registry. Um, another one is a one person, one vote, which would be getting rid of multi-member, uh, jurisdictions. Um, that could definitely be controversial. The Democrats are really not looking, I think, to talk much about election uh, reform, even though the governor um, in his state of the state address was really asking them to look at redistricting, whether or not 
We're going to move away from multi-member districts. Um, another really big question mark over it all. I guess it depends on how serious we get about election conversations. Um, they also want to see a, a tax cut. Um, it would be um, on Maryland income tax, and it would essentially chop off a quarter of a percentage point. Um, and that is targeted at the middle class. And then uh, also they, they do want to do some work on school shootings. Um, they want to be able to give local jurisdictions uh, the ability to hire additional police to work um, inside of their schools and kind of leave that up to each jurisdiction to decide what is needed in regards to protection inside their schools. Okay, that seems like it would be a bipartisan issue. It, it does, you know. But anytime we're dealing with guns in Maryland, it's always a it's always a touchy area. Um, one of the items I I don't think I had a chance to mention that the Democrats are trying to uh, ban three three D printed guns or ghost guns, as sometimes as they're referred to, right. which is a national issue that we're dealing with right now. But anytime we're talking about gun legislation, I think uh, this legislate uh, legislator kind of clamps up a little bit. So. I, I hope it doesn't become partisan. Hopefully we can have safer schools and safer streets. All right. Well, on a lighter note, I hear you have a funny story to tell us about Delegate Ken Kerr. Yes. Is that true? Yes, I do. It, um, so I was at the House Appropriations Committee uh, where Delegate Ken Kerr was having his first bill hearing, and he and I had an opportunity to chat beforehand, but um, he had the first bill up, and he sat down in that front seat, and he um, went over his bill, and um, he's like, I think this is pretty straightforward and non-controversial. He had one gentleman uh, speak in uh, support of it. Um, and then the, when the chairwoman of the committee um, asked if there were any questions, almost the entire room's hands went up. And oh. I believe the phrase would be, um, he went crimson above the collar. Um, oh he, so he turned quite red. And uh, then the room erupted in chuckles. And uh, apparently this is a pretty common prank that uh, they will pull on freshman legislators, <laughs> uh, making them think that they're going to have to answer or be grilled by a, a bunch of hard questions. But really, uh, the bill was... It, the, bill is going to move forward and it's um pretty well supported so i think all will probably end well there <laughs> sounds like freshman hazing yes a little bit but all in good fun i think no one got hurt by that <laughs> very good well samantha thank you so much for calling in at the end of a very busy day um I understand you're going somewhere warm pretty soon. You'll be leaving the tundra that is Maryland. Yes, the headed? polar vortex has arrived, and I am leaving for yeah. the sunny shores of Hawaii for a week. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think the most I think the most rewarding part of it was I logged onto the National Weather Service, and it was uh, Frederick was predicted to be 18 degrees <laughs> as the high when I was going to leave, and then I was going to land in 81 degree Honolulu. So I got to flip those numbers right around. I said, Ah, yes. <laughs> well, so are you are you going to dress light for the flight and then get off comfortable, or are you going to be Comfortable when you get on the plane and then uncomfortable when you get off the plane. I think I'm going to go probably slightly warm because you never know what an airplane is going to be. You got to go do those layers, but go for mm -hmm. shoot for that right middle ground, um, just like the legislator should be aiming for that middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, enjoy your flight. Uh, get back to us safe and uh, hope to see some pictures. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to try my best to catch up on everything that happens next week and check back in with you guys at the start of February. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.